Well, uh, so uh, while we're in temporary limbo, Luke did leave his phone Luke, unlocked. I kind of want to take a photo of my nuts and just leave and just it. Just leave there. it on there. Yeah, I know. We could make like a we could make like a a nut cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> And just, <laughs> have you ever heard of dick puppeting? What? It's, yes, it's. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, is it like when you make the bat or the brain? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. These guys are like dick puppets. Like one dude makes like a cheeseburger. Like one dude is like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like these guys are these guys are like on stage using their genitalia to make puppets and like doing a show. Yes, dick puppeting, ladies and gentlemen, the new <laughs> new age shit. We took a combined a Justice League genitalia photo, left it on your phone. All right, good luck. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be the new logo for the podcast. Yeah, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use it like a hawk block. I'm gonna put it over Eddie's <laughs> face in pictures on the website. <laughs> Andy does love some Andy. It's like you're inside of my head. <laughs> What is your fascination with Peterson? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. Dear future me, don't go to the courthouse. The moral of the story is don't leave your martial arts equipment and your other coat in a parallel dimension. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. (laughs) I'm Andy and I like every comic that's ever been made. I would not go to Jonathan Frake's booth because I would get space herpes. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. My solution to every problem is blah, 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 deus ex machina, blah, 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 blah. Eddie Isaac. She goes to do the IV, and she's like, I can't do it. He's got tough skin, so all of a sudden I guess I'm Superman now. I have tough skin, apparently. I did not know I had this power, but now (laughs) I apparently have acquired a superpower. And Andy Padel. If you have a problem with that page, just sit it on the ground, open it up, and just start stepping on it as hard as possible. (laughs) You will have succeeded when you heard that pop noise. That pop noise means you win. Welcome, everybody, to episode 37 of the Trade Secrets Podcast. Uh, I am Luke, and I am joined today by uh, a shortened crew of Eddie. Oh, yeah. And Andy. Dick puppetry. Dick Dick puppetry puppetry at his finest. Um, Joel could not make it and could not make it. Both have uh, holiday things going on and school things going on and shit's going crazy for them, so... Uh, it's just the three of us today. So that would uh, be what? Sup and Jinkies? I don't know what the fuck Ann normally says. <laughs> uh, something crazy. Uh, what was the, the asymptote of... Oh, what the fuck? The asymptote of... Pretension. Pretension. Yeah. yeah. Asymptote of pretension. Um, this episode we are going to be talking about uh, the new 52 Wonder, Wonder Woman! Woman. Oh. <laughs> In your spandex tights. Yes. Fighting for your rights. Mm-hmm. And the old red, white, and blue. Yes. Oh, yeah. The old red, white, and blue. Uh, so old glory. <laughs> it had forty nine stars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It before Alaska joined. Alaska was not part of the Alaska Union and, when, and uh, Hawaii. Alaska, that, Hawaii right? were not. I was I was gonna make a very inappropriate joke that I'm just gonna let let go. Oh Jesus! No, it's no uh, fun without the inappropriate. Uh, this one is one of those ones that you just it's don't too make. Too soon? Is uh, it too soon? One of those yeah. too soon? No, not too soon. Okay. Just too sexist. So oh, too I'm sexist. Just leave it alone. <laughs> 
<laughs> Marissa approves. Oh, um, you mean like how they never would have been able to build Wonder Woman? I, if this she is wouldn't. the whole point of not saying it is to not say it. <laughs> Unless she would have been showing off boobs. Uh, no, that's actually booty? not what I was going to say. But, oh, okay, uh, it's way worse than that. Oh, okay. um, I'll let you guys uh, figure that one out on your imagination. Anyway, I'm going to say uh, it as soon as I figure it. I'm just going to start pumping random stuff into the episode until I get it. That's what she said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we uh, we for the last couple of weeks we've been reading the first trade of the new. 52 Wonder Woman. It's the first six issues of the book. um, Written by Brian Azzarello and drawn by uh, Cliff Chang and Tony Akins. Uh, but as always, we're going to start the episode by talking about what we've been reading and some some comic book industry news. Actually, you know what? I'm going to touch on the comic industry news <laughs> first. Yes. Because in the time, in the span of time that it has taken us to go from the last episode to this episode, uh, Gail been Simone two weeks. Yeah, has been two you. weeks. Gail Simone has been fired off of Batgirl and rehired, and rehired onto <laughs> Batgirl because she got fired off of Batgirl and the internet went ballistic. Shit. Absolutely ballistic. Uh, uh, because the book is selling really well, so yes, it didn't it make any sense. It didn't make any. It's one of the best selling of the new Fifty Two right. books. She, everyone seems to like it, and nobody understands why she got fired in the first place. Well, to the point where e- the gutters even made a comic book about how stupid it was to fire her. Especially, they fired her by email. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, they didn't even tell her. They fired her by email. The thing was, is though, while I was at Emerald City uh, Comic Con, I was sitting in a new Fifty Two panel, and. They were talking about that Batgirl was basically one of their titles that they were pushing the hardest because there there wasn't a lot of that female representation within a DC universe. And it was the only book that was actually going to be um, out of all the, the very, very, very many vast female characters in the DC universe that was actually going to be written with a female, a female writer. Um because you've got Catwoman, Batwoman, Wonder Woman. You've got all these other hot women, girl. hot girl that are written by guys. And then you got Batgirl, which is selling really, really well and written by a female. And when I read it, actually, the week that we were actually originally supposed to do the Wonder Woman episode was like the the week before that that she got fired. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, there was tons. Google, if you put in like Gail Simone fired, it was just like. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it was, I mean, I there was pretty much a revolution. There was an. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucking brilliant, right? You fire the, you fire. Your co- your company has already been nailed for not having enough female, female representation writers, right. in your creators, and you feel you not only do you <laughs> fire one of your female writers, you fire a female writer who is one of the most popular writers you have. So, in it, would you like a coffee? Yes, cop? I would. Jesus Christ! <laughs> there, he um, signals that he was like oblivious. But yeah, you, you fire one of the you fire one of the. Your mo- not only just one of your most popular writers, clearly your most popular female writer, yeah. the one person who's actually fighting for that little bit of your company so that you don't get completely fucked like by black people, ball. right? <laughs> yeah, blackball. And and then um, the other piece of news is that... <laughs> is that what it's called now? <laughs> Blackballed, yes. I guess they, uh, I guess they promoted... Um, I guess DC also promoted... Uh, uh, Hank Canals to head of Vertigo. Oh yeah, now, mm-hmm. which I'm not 100 percent sure about that yet because Hank Canals is the guy that's responsible for Young Blood. So I'm really Ooh, not really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, that awesome book there. I, I just wanted to see like DC fire Gail Simone by like Kanye West. <laughs> She's like, okay, guys. So for the next script, he's like, hold up for a minute. I'm gonna let you finish. Let you Wait a minute. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. But we got somebody else to write the book that's better, and it's a dude. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I ain't gonna let you finish. Yeah, yeah. Wah, wah. We're, not gonna, we're not gonna let you finish. 
No, he's going to let him finish. <laughs> he's going to let you finish. Let you finish book 14 and then leave. Yeah. I, I the, the move just... I think the thing that was baffling, the most baffling about it was not, you know, remove the whole female writer thing out of the equation and just take it from the fact that you have a popular writer whose book is one of your most successful in the new run. What are you doing firing them? Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. If anything, the Justice League creative team probably should have been fired first because... Out of a cannon. Yeah. (laughs) That book. Because that book is... Hey, Jim Lee and... Hey guys, just come into this room first. I know it's, it's going to be well, cramped. I forget who it is. Uh, somebody's taking over that Justice League title now. It's uh, one of the Batman writers is actually the Dark Knight. That's either the Dark Knight writer. Or the Bat- I think it's the Dark Knight writer is actually taking over the Justice League title because it's so bad and they need to replace. See, it. See, what makes me happy about this is DC has run out of like ways to do Crisis on Infinite Earths because mm. they did like <laughs> Infinity Crisis, Crisis right. on Infinite Earths. Identity crisis. Identity crisis Which doesn't really count, but whatever. Crisis hit that Baskin Robbins down the street. <laughs> <laughs> crisis, 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 crisis at the drive-through. Chrysler crisis, which was during the you know the, the auto industry thing, and now they did you know the reboot, the new Fifty Two. I bought a two thousand four Chrysler crisis. They, it was d- almost destroyed my life. They they <laughs> they, have, they have run out of crises. Yeah, they yeah. cannot do unless they do. So now crisis, like writer crisis. crisis. <laughs> writer crisis is next. Writer crisis. Yeah, that would have been a horrible move. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it would have tanked the company, but they definitely. No, would. it was a horrible move. They actually did it. <laughs> yeah, 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 they actually did it. it. Happened. It's I mean, just, yeah, they, it's no, not. they retconned it. No, 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 it never happened. They retconned it. They, it never happened. Like right I, now, if right like, now, if I said, "Hey, DC, you guys fired Gilsman," what do you think about that? They're gonna say, "What are you talking about?" That yeah, never took you, place. Like, I'm not sure what you mean. No, yeah. no, like, I thought you were talking about the new Fifty Two. Like, so basically, here's what I think what happened. Like the head, like people at DC were really big into like Mayan beliefs and whatnot. And they're like, you know, the world's going to end, so it doesn't really matter how this turns out. <laughs> uh, yesterday, uh, from podcasting time, not when this gets released, you know, they're like, oh shit, the world didn't, didn't end. Yeah, right. The twenty first. Oh. Um, hey, Gail. So about that email <laughs> we sent you, that was a prank. <laughs> right? It was an early April Fool's joke. Yeah. I just uh, in in a moment of fuck you autocorrect. I sent a uh, my wife said I just wanted to let you. She sent me a text that I just want to let you know I'm going to be out for a little while because she's doing some shopping, and I tried to text back KK as in okay, you know, in internet slang, mm. and it autocorrected to Klingon. <laughs> for I'm like, huh? So wow. so what my wife sees on the other end is hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be out for Klingon. a while, and I respond with Klingon. Klingon. Huh? Obviously, Apple supports uh, Star Trek. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Speaking of, that movie's going to be fucking awesome. I mean, the new Star Trek movie? Oh. The, like the poster, I just keep on seeing the Dark Knight Re- Returns Rises poster. Well, yeah. that There was actually a... There's an article on the internet that shows like a whole bunch of different movie posters that are basically that exact same like mm-hmm. design. And it, it's, it's because all... You know, all design and and interesting thought has left movie posters. They just don't happen anymore. They really need to go back to the raid. To, uh, like you mean art. the one that's exactly the same as the one for Judge Dredd? Yeah, mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, the just the sky right, uh, the skyscraper one. Mm-hmm. Oh, son of a bitch! Yeah, that's. Uh, they ju- they kind of go in waves, right? Where it's all the same the shit. Um, that I don't know. Cabin in the Woods was a goofy one, though. Rubik's Cube House. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But So uh, we'll spend a brief moment talking about what we've been reading for the last couple of weeks. Um, and I'm going to start this time because I actually read comic books between Luke the last show and this reading. one. <laughs> yeah, I figured out that I could read comic books, uh, which is something I haven't been able to do for the last couple of shows. Um, 
and I'm going to briefly touch on some of the ones that I that I um, read and like. I, I I really enjoyed the new uh, the first new issue of of Avengers. Um, not Uncanny Avengers, not New Avengers, not Avengers Arena, just the Avengers. Uh, written by Jonathan Hickman and drawn by drawn by Jerome Pena. Really good book. Really really good book. Uh, I got finally got caught up on the massive, and it's probably in my top five favorite books right now. Really really good. I I was talking about it online, and I said that it's got kind of a Firefly vibe to it because it's like it's a post apocalyptic show. It's not a it's not space sci fi. It's like low sci fi post apocalyptic and. Uh, you know, it kind of takes it's it's a a boat that was at one point part of a conservationist company or conservationist uh, movement. movement called Ninth Wave, and the the world ended basically uh, not in a major you know earth shattering apocalypse, but like a series of of earthquakes, earthquakes and natural Mega disasters and socio political unrest and stuff. And this boat is now it's the boat and like five or six crew members basically going around the world trying to find their sister ship called the massive and in the process it's th- it's just following them as they're trying to stay afloat right mm-hmm. they have to they have to get supplies they have to try and find places where they can you know can dock for a little while they, and in the same process they're trying to find their sister ship some of brian wood's best best work like some of the stuff that i've had and i'm really hoping that its sales stay high enough that it can continue because it's clear that he's got a long form story for this book i think it's his natural follow-up to dmz yeah probably i mean it just and vertigo supported him through that so yeah it's doing by dark horse now right so hopefully hopefully he gets to stay on that book for a long time i I think he's got enough cred for lack of a better term to sort of be like, okay, guys, look, the sales aren't going to be that amazing on this, but this is this. We're going to get all the awards, all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and the other book, like, I, I caught up on a bunch of other little things. I I started reading Revival, which I really like. I started reading Colder, which is really good. And then um, the one that I wanted to touch on for a little bit was a uh, was Exo Man War. Um, I was only I'd only read the first two issues, and I I've been getting it on my shelf. So I I got Did caught Turok up to issue. Um. Not in what I've read so far, but Ninjak did. Oh man, um, Bloodshot. Uh, he not in not in this book. Uh. Bloodshot's one of them that they're doing though. It's out. It started it's like Bloodshot, uh, Exo Manowar, Ninjak, Shadow Man, Harbinger, and Bloodshot are the ones that they've done so far. I was, I was hoping for um, you to say Warriors of Plasm. Oh god, Shadow Man. Shadow Man's back. I, I listed that. Did that you was the it? third one that okay, I said. I'm sorry, I was gone for a second. <laughs> I'm back now. I'm back now. Um, Exo is. Uh, people, there's a bunch of people who are kind of going, you know, are kind of saying it's like one of the best books that's out right now, and it, and that's that's way I've heard that. yeah I've heard that that's over that's overdoing it. It's not bad. I'm not going to say it's bad. It's just not really that. It's it's not really that exciting. It's kind of it was interesting to start out because the premise was that. Uh, this Exo Man of War, and I don't—I have never read the original origin of Exo Man of War from mm-hmm. the original books, but in this one, he's a—he um, was taken from Earth as of um, in the sixteen hundred years ago, as uh, he was a Visigoth invader invading Rome, and um, he gets taken by aliens and is put on a ship as a slave is on the ship for years and years and then finally breaks free and gets gets a hold of the man of war armor which you know uh allows him to escape and come back to earth and when he comes back to earth he comes back in modern day um so he's all modern ish day right no it's modern day okay so he's all fucked up and 
it was okay at the start as an as a premise, but now as they continue to go, it's just getting. I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it other than it's it's kind of formulaic, and it feels kind of lame. Um, it's just not. I'm probably actually. Gonna, I'm going to read issue eight, which is the only one I haven't read. It's the newest one that came out, and I'm, unless that issue has something in it that really grabs me, I'm probably going to drop it. Mm. Which uh, is a is it direct opposition to a lot of the guys that I follow on Twitter who talk about comics who who think it's like I mean it's IGN has a cover quote on issue six or seven that says that it's like one of the best comics ever written and I'm like no it's definitely not that um, it's not Chew it's not the massive it's not Hawkeye yeah yeah that's right I said Hawkeye <laughs> shit that is legit speaking of what have you been reading Andy um. I'll just talk. I'll touch on a couple. Uh, Avengers Arena, um, the first issue's out, and I actually put it on my poll list because I'm a huge fan of Battle Royale. And if you look at the initial cover art, it's the Battle Royale cover art, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be like this terrible ripoff. But I want to see what they do with it. And they call themselves out on it right in the beginning. I was going to say the 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 cover never came across to me as like it didn't come across that they were doing that cover not knowingly it, it looked like an homage it's, or, a, it's or completely a, an homage yeah um, like games arcade <laughs> yeah like so uh if you're not for the listeners at home if you're not familiar with battle royale a uh, bunch of kids from a high school every year are put uh on the program which they have collars that will explode after i think 72 hours um unless only one of them survives and so kids are often kids so what happens with... They throw them on an island, tell them to kill each other. It's not always an island. Um, with the program. Well, in in, in, the, in, the, in movies, the movie Battle yeah. Royale, it was an yeah. island. And in Avengers Academy, it's an island as well. Yeah. Um, but basically, kids from Runaways and Avengers Academy and a couple other like teen books, uh, they wake up and they're all in the middle of them is Arcade. And he's like, so I saw this amazing movie. And uh, I really like the idea. So here's what we're going to do. Is he um, still wearing a bow tie? Cause I yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that was loud. <laughs> He's still wearing a bow tie. Dude, uh, Arcade oh, apparently got godlike powers at some point. Yeah. I, but, yeah. I, 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 I did not know this. Yeah, his power uh, rating went up. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, He's like, so I really like the show, and um, so you're probably asking yourselves, why us, and you know this, that, and well, frankly, I mean, you could say it's bad luck, or you could say that Logan watches his kids better. Uh, whatever, <laughs> here's the rules: <laughs> Logan watches his kids better. Uh, you got to kill each other, and so then it goes from there. Um, it's very, very early, um, but at least it was honest about where they got the idea from. Yeah, and so I'm enjoying that. Uh, on another end of the spectrum, something that's proven itself to number 30. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. not going to spoil it. There's a twist in there. Um, holy shit. It's good. That's all I'll say about that. Choose just, just good. Yeah, like, John, it's John just Lame's a really solid. fucking good book. Uh, third thing, I never thought in my life that I would say that Hawkeye is the best book on the shelf right now. But Six it's books. Matt Fraction. <laughs> Uh, being very Matt Fractiony, <laughs> and it's great. Um, yeah, that's all I can. Do. <laughs> I, I'm moving right now. I'm pulling what Luke did last month. So, really, just not. Oh, you're moving. That's yeah. right. Duh. Hmm. <laughs> just look at Luke. Looks at me. He's like, "You're not. Oh, you're oh, moving yeah, right, now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What about you, Eddie? What are you oh, reading? We're under me now. 
Um, so Walking Dead book number seven. Um, <laughs> the, that is a that is a representation of what she thinks about Walking Dead. I guess she doesn't <laughs> like our show, like, so oh. we've got we've got a spectator. Uh, yeah, Marissa is yeah, sitting here, Marissa's and she like, uh, yeah. decided n- not to not to put her head down on her arms to just on put her table. self face but first it, on the table. But it was time. <laughs> I said Walking Dead book number seven, and her head just went flat <laughs> to the table. It was awesome. It was like yeah, that piddly garbage there, but. <laughs> But um, Walking Dead book number seven, the death of the fam, death of death of a family arc in New Fifty Two, Batman and uh, Shadow Man. So, being that we're talking about uh, Valiant right at the point in time, uh, Shadow Man pretty much picks up. It, it doesn't it doesn't on anything. It does it, it's not a not a new origin story. It it's the son of the original Shadow Man. So it doesn't in the in the and in the first book. It basically there's like a twenty year gap or so, or like eighteen twenty year gap of where the original Shadow Man basically goes into the realm to find take on the big bad guy and disappears. And they talk about a couple of things like what happens to the guy's mother, but they don't recon anything. It just it's just it just continues right over and now the son is Shadow Man. So it's it's pretty it it's not it's not a bad read. Um, I'm in, I'm into book two, I'm into, uh, the second one came out, so I'm not, and I'm not bored yet. So, um, <laughs> see, that's, that's how I that's felt about big, EXO. That, like yeah. the first couple, I was like, wow, this is cool. It's a cool setup for what could potentially be a cool storyline. Right. Uh, I mean, if it tanks, meh. if it tanks by like book five and I'm just like, yeah, I'm done with this. Well, I'll just have the first five books and I'll put mm-hmm. it, I'll put it in the box. Um, so, so I need to clarify one thing. I've been informed that Marissa's faceplant had nothing to do with The Walking Dead. It was actually in reference to us moving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I kind of figured. I, it was better when it was seemed like it was in reference to The, to the Walking Dead. I didn't really care either way. Dead. I just thought it was funny that she didn't even put her arms on the yeah, table. Just, she just, just like face Faceplant <laughs> face into the table. And um, Death of the Family arc is like interesting. It's pretty interesting right now. Um, it's It's kind of... I really wish they'd come up with a different name because I I hate it when they have to use – they have to name it something that evokes a previous storyline in order to actually get people to read it. And I think that's what's getting me. It's like I know we've already done this before and I'm kind of like, but it's Batman so I'm still reading it. Uh, And I'm starting to think actually my favorite – I've got it. The best DC crossover ever. Family identity crisis, <laughs> <laughs> or crisis of family identity crisis on infinite families, <laughs> gender go. identity crisis. Gender, yeah, um, but other than that, and then Walking Dead book seven, um, we were talking about this earlier, uh, not on mics. It, it actually is pretty fucking boring. <laughs> it's like really is. Welcome you to know, the next thirty issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that you know, it's like. There was like the first four books. I'm reading the hardcover books. The first four books were like really good. Then it was like book five, which was like really, really, really fucking boring. And then like kick pick back up in book seven because it's like the cannibals, which was like awesome. And then now we're the hunter. Right. And then now or book six and then books. Now we're in book seven and they're in like this, this perfect little town. And it's like got some good points like, um, uh, the the sniper chick, she freaking Andrea. Andrea like blows some heads off, and it's pretty cool. But it's like tanking again. It's getting back boring again, where it's more drama and more like involved. It's not even drama. It's it's, it's so boring. That was the th- how you did. You finished book seven, right? I'm like three quarters of the way through <sighs> it. 
Damn and it's it. just because like, well, the guy Doug, the guy Doug, basically the guy Douglas has a uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, but the guy Douglas has kind of handed the place over to Rick because Rick's like this natural, better, naturally better leader than Douglas is, and um, it just uh, it, it's like okay, so now we're back to basically having it's back back. It's like the prison, but now in a different area. It's, it's just, oh, you mean so the farm? My, my the farm, big, yeah, yeah right? it's like the farm. Well, no, now the prison. No, nope. except for the farm. At least there was there was something interesting in the build up. Right? They had this build up and build up and build up, and then you find out that the guy is like keeping zombies in his barn in his and barn, blah blah blah. Right? And that's yeah. that's one thing. I apologize if I spoil something for you, but I have to say something okay. about this particular storyline, and it's not going to really spoil anything. It's boring as fuck anyway. <laughs> There's this entire buildup in that one storyline with that town where they're talking about Anderson. Yeah. They're talking about this guy, Anderson, and they're like, oh, we can't let another Anderson happen. That, and oh, I, right God, now, right, I've been thinking right now that Anderson was just this fucking humongous badass. Wait, wait, wait. So, Luke and I are going to do a dramatic reinterpretation of what happened with Anderson. <laughs> okay. okay? Dum, dum, dum. We can't let another Anderson happen. Can't cannot have another Anderson. Hi, I'm Rick. What, what exactly did Anderson do? Uh, oh, he was he, he was just a dude. No, uh, that's it. He he didn't kill anyone or anything like uh, that. Uh, not really. He just kind of got uppity, so oh. we so we shot him. Oh, that was kind of pointless, wasn't it? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, zombies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, basically. It was oh, like wow. it was like this all this build up for a whole year's worth of the comic book about this Anderson guy and then the revelation is uh, he got kind of angry a couple he, he times so a, we shot him in the head. Little, he got a little big for his bridges. What? So, for the last two weeks, we've been reading the New 52 Wonder Woman. Wonder uh, Woman! Yep. <laughs> Welcome to episode 37 of Trace. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, is, it is the first six issues of the rebooted Wonder Woman comic written by Brian Azzarello. Uh, it's two artists, Cliff Chang and Tony Akins. Yep. Uh, kind of... Did Tony Akins do um, Intrepids? No. No. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, uh, they they take the Wonder Woman storyline and they reboot reboot it with a lot more of the mythology, the, the mythological side of Wonder yeah. Woman in yes. the storyline. So they add a lot more of the the kind of Greek Greek, Greek or Roman mythology, whichever one you want to, because they kind of mix the two, right? They call Ares both Ares and war. So it's like, it's the same, like, well, same if it was funny. Roman, they would have been calling him Mars, uh, uh, Mars. And right. They, that's yeah, right. So it's more like Greek. The, yeah. um, the half horse, uh, half teenage Mutant Ninja turtle guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I believe wonder woman is nine, like 98% Greek mythology. And then they throw like an aspect or two every now and then of, of the, yeah. of the Roman. In and that's place. kind of a, that's kind of evolved over the, over yes. the years that wonder woman has existed in the beginning. They were like, Oh, she's an Amazon. And that's all that that's really, all it was, that's right? all it was exactly. and it was blah. An uh, even though she had both of her breasts, she was still called an Amazon. Yeah. So, um, and she never used a bow. So it was always just like, what, what part of Amazon mythology are you really, actually yeah, including was, in wonder was, woman it was here? Really, it was really weird. Um, this with, with this book, I'm, I I picked this book, and with this book, uh, I know. Oh, trust me, it's not. Who picked Catwoman? Was that you or Joel? 
I think it was me because I wanted to read a terrible, terrible book. Yeah, but he also picked Holy Terror. Oh, I wasn't here for Holy Terror. Uh, yeah, you, you're yeah, lucky you weren't that. here for Holy Terror. <laughs> that was some shit. Wait, I was actually really surprised. Was it? Was it, it was Joel? Joel, it was, Joel, Joel was, was like, one, yeah, it's not bad. I'm Joel like, was <laughs> the one that was like not on the burn. The only one not on the burn because I was actually really, really hoping that that would be the first book that we would Everybody get four burned. burns. Oh, because really? if if we ever get a book that's four burns, I'm actually going to burn a copy off of it and put the video on YouTube nice. for our channel because nice. it's like, and that should have been it, but. With, this uh, is not it. This no. is with with Wonder Woman. Um, I was actually surprised. This book was recommended to me by um, um, the guy who runs Atomic Comics now, Tacoma Shane. Uh, I, I was asking about it, and and he said, "Hey, it's pretty good. You know, you should take it, take a shot and read it." And um, surprisingly, this book um, is very uh, the the value is actually um, pretty pretty good for the number one, and actually mm-hmm. for the trade, it's actually like up by like five bucks or seven bucks or something for this first first six issues. Um, this book, what they do in the origin, which actually really impresses me, is that uh, originally a lot, for a lot of people that actually are familiar with Wonder Woman, the origin is that she was created out of clay. Um, her, her, her. Um, well, one of the origins, one of the origins is in the most popular one, as a uh, oh where uh, her mother can't or, or wants to produce a child, but of course they don't have men on um, their island. Uh, this es- um, was s s Themyscira. Themyscira. There we go. Themyscira. And um, so she makes a baby out of clay, and the goddess Hera gives the baby life, and therefore now you have Diana. And Hera needs to learn some some dress code she stuff going re- on. Yeah, she does. She's like, it's winter. I'm gonna wear peacock feathers. Yeah, she's a, a goddess. Of peacock hey, feathers. They don't understand hot and cold. They they're that they're, they're gods. Yeah. She's a goddess. She doesn't so, need, um, she doesn't need clothes. Yeah, she doesn't need clothing. <laughs> um, and what they do is they they actually they actually make Wonder Woman a demigod. Uh-huh. Um, so now her father is uh, Ares, Zeus, or Zeus. Her father is Zeus. That's right. Mother she is, is Hippolyta. She is a pro. She is a product of one of Zeus's many indiscretions. If you read Greek mythology, yeah. he has two billion children, including the Minotaur. Yes, that are that are demigods. And now Wonder Woman is a demigod, which kind of now makes sense with a lot of things as why she's you know on par with Superman in strength and yeah. um, a lot of other aspects. Um, and that originally, originally, I think her powers were basically pretty much based in magic, and that's why she could hurt Superman. Uh, but now it's well, she's a demigod. Yeah, and I feel like that. That's one of the things that they. Now I, I haven't been reading a lot of the New Fifty Two stuff, but from the little that I've read and the little Superman stuff that I read, I, I almost feel like they've abandoned that idea that magic is the only thing that can affect Superman to some degree, and they're trying to come up with other, like. Other things that can <laughs> can do something to Superman because of how overpowered he is. Well, typically. yeah, but in Justice League Dark and Justice League Dark Number One, Superman is cut like into shreds by the Enchantress by magic. Okay. So there's, st- I think they're still kind of going along with that premise yeah. that that is one of his greatest weaknesses besides God. the little green glowing rocks. Kal-El is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like we'll I, get we'll, we'll get into that. Later. I love the idea of Superman. I just think he is a moron. We're not talking about Superman. Yeah, I know, but Superman yeah. right now. we're talking about Wonder Woman. But um, I can't help it. I'm actually going to say that um, starting off in the book, um, I was impressed with the the like revamping of the origin story. I kind of mm-hmm. like that. It, it it brought a lot of things full 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 surface for me as far as making her a demigod. Um, the 
her i like the fact that it really touched on her relationship with the other amazons as though yes Mm -hmm. she is the princess and she would be next in line to be queen of the amazons Mm -hmm. but there is a lot of disdain and drama there because she's an outsider and she's chosen to live off to live island and to live among men it's it's really it uh it's very interesting as though they um they don't idolize her as you think that yeah. they would. They kind of resent her a lot. The way the writer makes it seem like she is, you know, like the big sister, but we don't like you. But yeah, yeah. we have to respect you kind of because we know we could, you could probably kick all our asses. But I, I, uh, I liked the I liked the kind of mythological slant that they took to yes. this particular book because um wonder woman has always and i apologize for for everybody out there that that grew up with her it's always been kind of a dumb character to me um and it was never really she she started out she was originally a product of the need for a woman um, representation not even that comics. because she was like her, the original wonder woman stuff was all like super not I shouldn't I'm not I don't want to say feminist I want to say overly feminine because mm. it was guys making a character that was like basically a, a you know strong and and, and powerful but but time. but yeah. more for more for a a sex symbol than anything else and eye candy yeah. you know so she was always she had her invisible jet and her her, her little whip, whip her and golden her, whip and her and her bracers like a block bullets and uh, yeah. and but they evolved her, of course, over the years because uh, you know people actually started getting fucking smart and uh, <laughs> and, upset. and um i the first time that I ever read a Wonder Woman book in any for any length was when uh John Byrne was writing it in the early nineties, and that was a good book i was it was one of the few because John Byrne's stuff is kind of all over the map and um especially like his new next men book is fucking terrible <laughs> not to mention john Byrne is a little bit of a douchey whack job too he's kind of going the route of frank miller right now oh, okay. so he's he, but rob liefeld uh yeah but <laughs> this book like I, I that book even still focused more on her as just a super powered member of the dc universe whereas this book did a lot more to to kind of fill out the myth, her as a mythological character, right. which is one of the reasons why I actually liked this this reboot because it didn't they didn't pull a lot of the other Marvel universe into it at all, it, or the DC universe right. into it at all. It they problem. just they just left it as a Wonder Woman book that yes. focuses yes. on her and her on family her. and yes. the gods, and there's no yes. other you know there's no other stuff involved, yeah. which in on in all honesty is where most. DC characters should be right, right. What, right? What they you're, exactly like? This book is almost in its own, its own universe. Yeah, it, it, it falls more in line with like Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, right. or uh, Justice League Dark, or Animal Man. There's like the superhero books or this, uh, this the super magic books that. Well, are, see, but even with Justice League Dark, the problem with that book is that it is it is entailed with Justice League. Those those books are like one in the same kind of. This this book there's no there's no Superman. There's no yeah. as as there often would be in a Wonder Woman book. There's always like a Superman kind of overtone. Um there's no Justice League overtones. There's no It is almost like this book is like New 52 Earth 3. It's like it's yeah. it's, it's it's totally it's like in I the would, DC universe but separate from what 
I've said this before talking about uh, Superman, and I agree with Wonder Woman as well, that I like all of the individual characters in the DC universe, but when they get mixed into the same place, they kind of suck. When they're in a vacuum, like... I, I'm not a fan of Green Lantern, but if Green Lantern were just its own self-contained world where it was where the lanterns, the various lantern cores and their enemies and the their conflicts lanterns. were <laughs> were the the point of the universe, right. right? It's like any other sci-fi that you would right. read. Wonder Woman's the same way. If you're talking about a world where she is like she's the human the human she is humanity's representation amongst the gods, mm. which is kind of what Superman kind of ends up being yeah. too. If you consider Kryptonians the gods of that world, or right. or whatever, you know, Batman works really well in its own vacuum where he's got his own enemies that are all Gotham based, and they're you know the Arkham Asylum thing, and it like works so, great. And then when you try and jumble these horribly disparate storylines and worlds together you get you just get this fucking chaotic mess and you that's do. what justice league no, turns you, out you to do. be it's, for it's me what, what justice league should be is like you know so let's say you've got aliens invading man you send the fucking greenland corpse you send superman you send martian manhunter that's what you said you don't send like aquaman <laughs> go fight with superman <laughs> against these aliens it's the same thing and and i'll bring it, it back to what i was talking about earlier with uh with the 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 new avengers book where there's a, an alien presence terraforming mars and sending these these terraforming missiles to earth that they have to stop and when they send the avengers they like, still have, no they the first team they send has the appropriate response of thor and captain america and hulk, and, hulk yeah. and the team members that can do something about it but they still fucking throw they, Hawkeye and Black Widow in there. No, <laughs> you're not going to send Hawkeye and Black Widow to, to fucking Mars I, to I, fight Mars. aliens. I like Cap, but man, like calling him in the same weight class as Thor and Hulk is a little bit of a they've, stretch. They've pushed his limits upward yes, in, the, in the Marvel they Universe have. a lot. They and have. You, you, that, might, that interpretation might be true if you're talking about Cap from 10 or 15 or years ago or longer, but, yeah, but Cap the more now, that they re, kind of rearrange Captain America, they've made him... They've, that, they've put him pretty high up on the scale. That super soldier serum has, boost, has bolstered <laughs> Cap's <laughs> value, <laughs> strength. I mean... They have put Cap. He has got some value added yeah. shit going on. Like, right? I mean, you like yeah. you've got like especially if you ever watch Ultimate Avengers, like Cap is on par with Hulk. Like Hulk beats up everybody else, and Cap is the last one standing. Yeah. And they're like throwing blows. I That's mean, kind of how they portrayed him in the movie too, right? They give him this like he he he's pretty high up on the scale on the and chain. able yeah, to take some is, shit. He can take some shit. Now, I, I I can go with either interpretation of Cap, honestly. I like them both. In the Ultimate Universe, he's a pretty he's a pretty much a badass as yeah. well. Um, but back you know, but yeah, back to Wonder Woman. Back to Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Here's here's the interesting thing about Wonder Woman. I, I think honestly that she is I, I think it's they had you know, they had Superman. You have got you've got this you know this extremely high powered character and um from you know from a different planet and i think that wonder woman was that attempt at doing a earth based version yeah uh, like a grounded, similarly yeah, powered but grounded similar, in our own mythology in our, our own mythology exactly um one of the things I actually enjoy the art in this book. I, I think it's got uh, this. That's where now, see, this that's is where you, the discussion is, is going to start. Right. I I actually enjoy the art I, because it's unique in the fact that honestly, I'm reading a lot of New Fifty Two books right now, mm-hmm. and a lot of them kind of look the same. They're, they kind of look like 1994, is what they kind of look like. <laughs> well, no, but like okay. I, 
I really think it's the same artist as the Intrepids. Like I'm thinking of one of the body like, shapes. I've got it in I, Comixology. I'll look it up right now. Um, I like I like the art. I I'm gonna say that's the the reason that why this is gonna start a discussion is because I really like uh, no Scott Kowalczyk does Intrepids okay. and he's not involved in this. Um, I, it looks comic booky. Yeah, I really, really I like Cliff I like Chang's. I, I like I Cliff Chang's art. I like the first four issues a lot. I actually, I, he's he's got a very simple art style that re- does a really good job of portraying the characters without over sexualizing yes. Wonder Woman. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. I think they did Hera, a really good so job. Much. What Hera? Not so much. Well, oh. Hera's purposely supposed but to be. Hera's like a that. god. I mean, she's a goddess, so it's kind of. But even even though even though the first time you see Wonder Woman, isn't she naked? Uh, she's in bed. Yeah, but here's the thing about it like it's not gratuitous nudity because like even when you see her the first time they don't she's not she isn't you know she's not standing there with her hips thrust out and her fucking boobs like sticking out and stuff they, she they just they Un- hint at, right they hint at her nudity with you know with cleavage here and, and like a little bit of skin there where they're showing her in her cloak and stuff but they don't it's not like fucking uh, Starfire in uh, oh, Red Hood the in the Red Hood and the Outlaws, oh, she's right? Sex, she's like she's ridiculous. Sex, yeah, it's she's not naked Catwoman. It's like <laughs> she's not. They don't. You know, the angles aren't set up to just show cleavage, or she's not always thrusting her ass out at things. Like, and in fact, the way he draws Wonder Woman, she really doesn't have much of an ass in this she, book. Yeah, she's um, very. She's very. Uh, Marvel, Marvel Jean Grey Storm esque, yeah. <laughs> very so, slim. <laughs> I really, really liked Cliff Chang's art. It reminds me, in some ways, uh, a lot of um, Sean Phillips stuff. For uh, if you were, if Sean Phillips were drawing a superhero book, like you think uh, last, have you seen or read Last of the Innocents? Uh, I haven't read it yet, but I've looked through it. Yeah, the uh, the, the Archie. Series. Oh yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah, I can see that. Um, on issue. four five though they switched to what's his name uh, Atkins Todd Akins or yeah, something or Akins, by your yeah. remember like you're easily um, remembering his name I can tell what your opinion is going to be on this already it's it's his his it's 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 jarring like it's the change in art yeah, the char- it's, change it's in art memory. style is extremely jarring in a it bad gets, way it gets cartoony it, it gets very it, it, and the difference is is that I think that um Cliff's art is more, I like it because it seems like more real-ish. Um, and then to, um, yeah, Tony's art is very cartoony. Very, and it's very, it's, 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 it's like noticeably different. Yeah. It is, it is, there's not, there's not even like there's similar art forms. I mean, his is Wonder Woman here. The way he draws Wonder Woman's face just aggravates the it, shit right, out of me. Right, it's She's not, got giant doe eyes yeah, that are too what, close together, and her lips are like these like fucking Wonder, are fucking re- Botoxy Wonder bullshit. Woman here, and then Wonder Woman here. Yeah. Like, it's... This more looks like Justice League. For listeners who can't see what Eddie yeah, is I pointing mean, at it, when it, he says Wonder Woman here yeah. or Wonder Woman here, yeah, he's pointing at just pages from Cliff Chang's art versus Tony Aiken's and, art. And it's um, if anybody's ever seen like Justice League Unlimited or the Wonder Woman animated movie, look at the difference between the Wonder Woman animated movie and the Justice League Unlimited Wonder Woman. Yeah. They're they're drawn very differently. In the in the Unlimited, it's very very cartoonish yeah. it's very it's supposed to be it's it's cartoon but the wonder woman anime movie is still more comic book-esque that that more uh real drawing and that's the difference between cliff's and tony's art in this i in think this book. i think one of I, yeah, he does lips who which one uh 
the, the first guy or the second, second guy? guy. Second, second yeah, guy. Yeah, I know. Like I know. If, if you imagine, like, Lipster. okay, so if you know any of the listeners at home don't have access to this book and they're wondering what I'm talking about, just pick a, a random woman in your life, what, you know, a girlfriend, a, a daughter, a mom, and walk up to them and take your fingers and poke both sides of their cheeks together. <laughs> yeah, and they're gonna make this like fish face look, and that's exactly kind of what yeah. I'm, I'm pulling out of the lips. And the. The problem I think that I had is that um, the way that, like, look at that. Uh, yeah, yeah, the like. the the other problem aside from just the characterizations, I mean, the and the fact that Wonder Woman all of a sudden has fucking Jay Leno's jaw is the is that and her yeah, mon- and she also has his monologue. Is that I, Cliff Chang was very effective at conveying action. Yes. His he's he's very um, uh, he's very. Economical, right? Where his action comes across really good with very dynamic. little, yeah, very dynamic with very little effort. Whereas um, the stuff that comes after that from Tony Aiken is so, it feels so static. It's just like even when people are supposed to be moving, they don't feel like there's any motion to the scenes. They don't feel like there's anything going on. It just feels boring and cardboard. still very cardboard cutouty and it, it it's really jarring and it actually it actually kind of ruined the end of this storyline for me because Brian Azzarello's writing needs effective art to be able yes. to convey the stuff that comes yes, between indeed. the, th- the speech what, bubbles. That's why he worked so well with Rizzo. Right? When he gets to Tony Aiken's stuff, Tony Aiken is not able to convey, convey the transitions between the things that Brian Azzarello writes. So it comes that whole those last two issues, even though they're written by the same writer, come across extremely choppy and disorienting. Um, so you you it's almost impossible to follow what the fuck is going on. There's, you know, there's this entire storyline where the, where all of the they're pulling together all of these gods because they determine that Zeus has left his throne right. and has vanished. And so now, right. so now, uh, Hades and Poseidon come come to Earth to contest for the throne, and then <clears throat> the two of them get manipulated by Hermes and and uh, and uh, Wonder Woman to. Um, into into bringing Hera into the mix because Hera, th- you know, they they make it as though Hera wants to take over. And at the beginning, what, the thing that I kind of thought when I was reading this was that Wonder Woman was manipulating the two of them by telling them that Hera wanted to be part of the part of the mix when she actually didn't. That Hera didn't have any designs on the throne because that's what that one panel where when Wonder Woman says that Hera wants to be part of it, and then they show Hera going what? What? Like huh? Um, yeah. And then when Hera finally shows up, she's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm contesting for the throne, and you guys are fucking idiots." And blah blah blah. And um, oh, there's one of the there's one of the centaur mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, um, he's getting punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. that like really like exacerbates the problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they need um, to wear masks. What what is the point? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was the fucking centaur. <laughs> yeah, there's two of them. <laughs> yeah, um, was it the black one or the white one? It, but still, why they need to be yeah. disguised? <laughs> it's, it's not an effective disguise. Yeah. Is it? Can you imagine but, like the Line up with like five, like five normal like standing guys, and the man who's half horse. <laughs> right? Can you well, identify who did it? Um, yeah. How about the dude with the fucking four legs over there, number five? Yeah, yeah. Um, what I I will tell you what I don't. What what's kind of like even even the way they pencil in the words, like um, in the second, the last two issues of the of like basically issue five and six, 
I don't like that. Like the, I, I don't the lettering. I, I yeah. do not like the lettering. It's very big and cartoony. Like I feel like I should be reading like Archie or something. It's just it's it's just it's so it's such a distinct difference. That page right there. Okay, so while they're looking through stuff, yeah. I just want to point out a couple things. Um, Poseidon looks like a chog from Chew. Oh, the <laughs> representation, really the gods, the representation of the gods is very off-putting. Hades looks like he's like a kid with a candle on top of his. It's head. It's not just one; it's like seventeen. Yeah, that's the page. So, for anybody who who wants to pick this up and look at it, it is the it's page three of issue five. It's it's the issue five is the first issue done by Tony Aiken. There are three panels in a row where they where they show they show Zora, Wonder Woman, and Hermes all in a row, and all of their faces look fucking retarded. They the the characterization yeah. changes so dr- drastically from the issue before that especially with Wonder Woman she's got a giant head and a little squished face like yeah. right in the middle of it yeah. um, Wonder Woman. so and that's the other like I don't mind the design of Poseidon I, in fact I actually am kind of I kind of enjoy the fact that he's not human not a human character they basically they, took they, a they different look him, on yeah that he they bring him in he's not a merman and he's not a human he's a giant sea creature Hades looks like he was ripped out of like discarded artwork from the unwritten <laughs> yeah right so like, one of the one of your nemesis's nemesis nemesis he looks like a character from like Final Fantasy 7 <laughs> like seriously I don't know Tom Barry yeah, see, I was kind of yes, actually yeah. thinking he he kind of looked like uh like he would have been a character out of Sandman if you know the way that he's designed with yeah. the he's got the candles on his head and the wax melting he, over yeah, his he face. Has no it's eyes. kind of a, it's yeah. kind of an interesting take. And he's a kid, and he's but like, then yeah. the portrayal then the portrayal by by the artist is just kind of dumb. The one kind of the bland. one thing I couldn't figure out in this book was the guy that's getting fucked up through most of the book, but it's immortal. Like who is Hermes? he? No, 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 no. no. Uh, Lennox. Oh, who is Lennox? he? Suppo- the British guy. Like, who is he supposed to he's be? He's one of Zeus's kids. So yeah, he's just I think a demigod. He's, he's just a demigod, and I think that's the point: is that he he was alive in during World War II and found out that he was a demigod by the fact that he was nigh invulnerable. Okay, nigh invulnerable. Um, I I don't know. I, like to- his perfect example. Like that's if there's anything I can say about the story, his place in the story is very awkward. Like, yeah, he he, he kind of he's like he's just like. It's like a filler character, or and something. I believe, and I fully believe that that part is. Um, it, I, I blame that on the artist because I like Azarello, and I like, I, and maybe it's maybe it's the editor's fault a little bit too. Because if they changed artists, then I'm willing to bet that they changed editors. Because issue the, the issue four and five was right around when there was a big upheaval with the new fifty two, and a lot mm. of people were leaving, and yeah. a lot of people were getting canned. It was like that was when. Um, the guy that used to write Zombie uh, was writing uh, Static Shock, and he left. And um, a lot of people were just like, "Fuck this, I gotta go." And yeah, um, that's right, yeah. And I have a, and that's kind of what it felt like was that there was that some was sort like of March, upheaval. That was like March yeah. of this year. That's right, because that's when they. The, what? Sorry, guys, uh, the volume is it's blown out. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, it doesn't seem it. This is ah. No, see, that's going. Maybe it's just your headphones for some reason. Maybe, but I mean, like it was distinct, so I thought oh. you'd give a heads up. Okay, that's right. a, but yeah, that was like March because that's when they did the panel at Emerald City. Yeah, and they were talking about like, yeah, we just kind of rebooted, but there's going to be changes and this and yeah, that because they were it was poorly managed, right? But uh, you know, and then they ended up killing like what sixteen books or something. Yeah, yeah. I I just um 
I, I want to get off of Tony Akins. I, I'll just I'll just wrap that up by saying that Cliff Chang's art mixed with Brian Azzarello was was a very, very good, good combination, very good. and it, it, they did things really well. And when it changed, reading these six issues, when it changes to Cliff Ch- or changes to Tony Akins, it actually flat out ruined the book for me. Like I I, I did not like, like uh, the I'll, last two issues at I'll, all. I'll agree. Issues um, one through four are very are very well written, very well. Uh, uh, illustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is clear cut. Yeah, it's, it's it's clear what is going on. Even in that, there's a fight scene between um, Wonder Woman and uh, what's her uh, one of the one of the one of the top female Amazons. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no. Yeah, um, I know. It was the yeah I, on the poles. Y- yes, um, yes. Uh, that was very well, very well illustrated. You knew what was going on the whole time. Even though I, I kind of feel that you know uh, that Wonder Woman's kind of taking it light. She's not. She's not like going all out, but I mean it's a contest. It's not a. It's not it's like not a killer death match. Yeah, it's not a death match. It's not like they were fighting above Punji traps, right? Like and that. I still believe Aleka. Yes, Aleka, yeah. And I still believe that um, they they fluctuate Wonder Woman's power a lot throughout this book. They, um, you know, when she's kind of on Themyscira, they 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 humanize her a lot more, and then when she's like on you know in the world of man so to speak they you know they um they they raise her power they they raise her power I don't a think lot. that they're raising her power I think that they're putting her in environments where she's more powerful than those people around her right like when she's on Themyscira all of the amazons are as powerful as she is she's a demigod so she, but she's they are not demigods she is No though. but they've they've they make it clear that her that they are more powerful than normal human beings Right they are right So she I'm, so when she's compared to them she's more powerful but not exceedingly more powerful whereas when she's in the human world she's significantly more powerful right. than well, a normal human Well I mean human. you know when you're talking about the difference between a demigod and a you know a human, a demigod and a god. I mean, it's it's kind of like a demigod is just a, a human that's like a step above the rest, right. but they could still be hurt. Like Batman could probably punch Wonder Woman, she would feel it, as opposed to if he punched Superman, Superman would be like, okay, uh, yeah, yeah, seriously, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, Unless he's wearing kryptonite gloves, <laughs> yeah. And then it's, then it's yeah. He throws those little rocks, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pop right. rocks, so kryptonite, kryptonite ring, kryptonite pop rocks. Well, it depends because I mean, according to Superman Returns, uh, if you stab him with a kryptonite uh, knife, is like it it could pretty much almost kill him. Oh. But somehow he can, you know, he he can be exposed to an entire island made of kryptonite and still have the strength to lift it into space. Um, so, you know, I'm not sure. Exa- I'm not sure exactly where the kryptonite falls it's, in the uh, in the it's, actual. It's, it's, it's retcon within an hour. And maybe it, maybe it is smaller. Maybe that's why Batman has a kryptonite ring because it's such a tiny piece of it's kryptonite condensed. that it's it's condensed. It's concentrated. There right? you go. It's concentrated. It's like it's uh, it, it's. The power of the kryptonite versus Superman is inversely proportional to its size, or something. I don't wow, know. That was a physics lesson. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Yeah. But um, wonder. I I'm gonna say that I I did enjoy the book for the first four issues, and yes. five and six kind of threw me off. But I was so interested in the story. But there are elements of the there are elements of the story, and particularly in the last two issues, that are kind of like. Oh, okay, yeah. like where are we where are we going? I felt like the the Lenin, the introduction of the Linux character and the storyline that they tried to portray should have been drawn out longer. Yes, um, it it could have been. Um, 
it could have been a, its own four issue arc instead of a two issue arc the way it was because they needed to work that Lennox character in a little more slowly right, yeah. and give him a little bit more background. They needed to the the other thing that the other problem I have with those two issues is that the entire thing takes place in fucking London. So it starts with these seahorse, merhorse things. I don't remember what they're called, <laughs> but, I, but they're a mythological creature that's basically a giant, like, horse-sized seahorse, um, showing up because Poseidon comes to the surface after being called by Diana mm-hmm. in the middle of the fucking Thames, and... <laughs> So they've got this entire storyline where there's gods and demigods like fighting and talking and doing bullshit like right in the middle of London in the and middle of the notices. Thames and they never show any reaction nobody outside no- that conversation well, like it's magic no, it's, it's just everyday it's yeah it's it's just everyday everyday common, oh, yeah, it's, commonplace sure yeah i guess yes. I, you know giant sea creatures come out of the Thames what, all the fucking time you don't, whatever you don't see these i you know maybe i'm maybe i'm just missing well, every something every time i drive by the bay i'm too I much see. of a muggle to see them yes, apparently yes every time i drive Superman by the, saving the planet again yeah. Yeah. it's kind of like yeah every time i drive by the bay i see things and i just go eh, you know normal normal everyday yeah. common practice uh okay i mean i guess I, I don't know do you have any more to, to to say about this andy before we move on and talk about by borrow and burn so <laughs> i i will be Ellipses. the first to uh <laughs> admit that i i do not like dc books in general sure however there are a couple points within the book that i found to be interesting not necessarily the best execution wise but <clears throat> it had some merit um it's a nice take it's mm-hmm. different than other dc books mm-hmm. um it's a nice hybrid between superheroish stuff and uh, the mythical stuff mm-hmm. i think it has a nice spot along um in the lineup because it's not going to be Superman. It's not going to be Frankenstein agent of shade. Um, and I want to see where it goes, but I'm very, very worried because it's precariously balanced between the two. And mm-hmm. if it goes too far in either direction, I'll be like, eh, whatever, I'd rather read anything. But if I was someone who was into DC, I'd either read, um, I'd be like, okay, I, this is a superhero book. That's not as good as, Batman, or this is a uh, a magic book that's not as good as Animal Man, hmm. or whatever other books they have. So it also looks like looking through this comic book on Comicsology, it does. It basically looks like they flip every other story arc. They flip between Cliff Chang and Tony Aiken. Oh. So Cliff Chang comes back. Who's doing the New Gods? But, that's the new um, arc that's going on right now. Uh, the New Gods, it's like Orion. The most recent issue is... Looks like it's back to Cliff Chang. Okay. As of issue 15. Because that's what it looked like. Um, the new When I saw the, the cover art for the New Gods, for the first book of the New Gods, it looked like the original art. So. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's actually kind of a shame now that I look at that because I, I'm so turned off by Tony Aiken's art that I'm not, I, I don't think I would be willing to continue reading this book with arcs that have him drawing, yeah. especially because his characterizations are so wildly different than than Cliff Chang. Yeah, they're just that you yeah. lose all your consistency yeah, from yeah. Tr- from arc to arc. Definitely, without um, a doubt. So, yeah, well, that, but that's the good thing about the arcs because when you have arcs, there. I mean, you know, take take Night of Owls and and Death of the Family, Court of Owls. 
court. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. court, the Dark Knight whole, the, the whole thing. Bump, court, yeah. court of Owls, right? Take the the owl the owl storyline and the um, infinite owls. Yeah, infinite owls. Infinite owls. Crisis. On infinite Crisis owls. of infinite, oh, infinite owls. owls. <laughs> infinite owls. There's too many owls. I mean, you. It's almost like when you're reading Death of the Family, the owl storyline has totally just gone away. Like they're yeah. not talking about. It, they're not rep. They're not. You know, talk. They're not. Uh, they're not saying anything about it. It's yeah. like it happened. Let's move on. And so I really don't think it would bother me if it's bother me to skip an arc because somebody else that I don't like is you know if somebody say if they were changing writers like if I didn't like the writer if I didn't like that yeah. and just picking up the arc because once you have that story you have that story yeah so Robin give me the bat anti-owl repellent there's yeah. too many owls <laughs> alright well then we'll start with you since you were the one that suggested this book we'll start with by borrow burn on your with you Eddie I'm going to say issues one through four by but as a trade I'd say borrow because okay. the last two issues are not they like don't complete they they don't they don't wrap up well yeah so I'd say the last I'd say five and six I'm sorry Tony anything that Tony's drawing like borrow that shit um, <laughs> if it's if it's Brian and Cliff I I definitely say they work very well together yeah. and perhaps Tony would probably work well with someone else but with uh, Brian and Cliff on the book it, one through four were, are very well very a good very good read and worth buying Andy. Borrow it and buy the trade of Men of War. <laughs> I I'm, I feel weird about this one because well, you hate everything. Anyway, no, so. it's it's not. I kind of feel the same way as you. I think issues one through four are actually de- definitely worth a read. Um, I don't want to. It's not good enough to borrow and not bad enough to burn. Mm. It's kind of in between. Like I don't want to say burn. I just want to say be indifferent toward it and don't do anything like just i so which me which i guess under the under the definition puts me in the borrow camp i think everybody it's worth borrowing to read the first four issues and see the interaction between uh to see brian azarello's take and see the him interact with cliff chang and make this thing work but um overall i think it's a, I mean, it's appre- a i guess it's, it's a kinda solid like borrow. appreciate it for what it's worth you yeah. know don't 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 read too deep into i don't it. hate it i just think it's it, it's Mediocre, thoroughly average, like, yeah, yeah. It, it is a comic book. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Welcome to episode 37 <laughs> yeah. of the Trade Secrets Wonder Podcast. Woman! <laughs> All right. So uh, in the upcoming episodes, we've got several several new uh, several new things that we're going to try and read. I know that uh, Anne's suggestion is going to be the next episode for th- episode 38, and that's going to be Secret Six, uh, written by Gail Simone, a couple different artists, but I don't remember who they are. So the important part is that it's written by the fired and rehired Batgirl uh, <laughs> author, Gail yeah, Simone. That got retconned. That never uh, happened. Yeah. That never, um, that never happened. The episode after that is Joel's pick, which is Supreme Power, uh, which we kind of forced on him kind of in the last show. Yeah, so, uh, but Joel, anything. you've had three weeks, four weeks, five, two months to this pick This is what you're title. reading, Joel. This is your pick. Okay. Uh, that'll be episode 38, and then episode 30... No, that's episode 39. In episode 40, uh, I am going to pick Memorial, uh, a Chris Robertson book that came out earlier this year. Uh, and the reason I'm picking it is because I haven't read it. It's The artwork in it is really, really good. We actually saw... 
Uh, when we went down to Stumptown Comics Fest in Portland last year, there was a, an art show that had some of some art from it, and it was really really good looking art. My wife has read it. She was um, she was kind of on the fence on it. She liked she liked parts of it, didn't like other parts of it, but it seemed like it just came out in trade uh, last month. So I figure you know that'll be my uh, that'll that's my pick. So. The next three episodes, Secret Six, Supreme Power, and Memorial. Um, after that, uh, we don't know. We'll, uh, Who knows? Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Oh, Johnny, oh, right. Johnny, Johnny the Homicidal, Homicidal Maniac. Maniac will be coming right. after. Uh, coming after. Oh, and I think it's me. And that'll be that. it. That'll be another. Yeah. That'll be the end of that cycle, and then we'll uh, we'll all make our picks uh, after that. So, um, that's wrapping up. Was. Wow. Welcome I to episode brain. 37. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Woman! Yeah, my, uh, my brain has, has just fried itself for some reason. So let's wrap this up. Uh, check out check out our other show, Trade Secrets. Uh, Jesus Christ, our other show, Trade Secrets. Yeah, our other show. <laughs> it's the other Trade show. Trade Secrets 2.0. I, I don't know what the fuck we're it's, doing here today. It's Bizarro Andy, it's Bizarro Luke, and Bizarro Eddie on that show. I have a mustache. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. so... Uh, check out our other show, After the Fact. Luke has a mohawk. Um, the, the current episode yeah, of After white. the Fact that we have in the can is uh, about <laughs> Little Nemo, the Dream Master, and the next episode that we're going to record Little Nemo, the is, Roofie Hurler. Yeah, right? <laughs> we are going we're gonna, to we're gonna follow that up next. Uh, we're recording the next episode in a racing. week, and it's going to be the racing episode, uh, which is going to include, for everybody who loved these games when they were a kid, it's going to be uh, RC Pro-Am, Super oh, Off-Road, so and Rock and Roll Racing, all in one episode uh so check that out uh rate us on itunes uh give us re- give us a review and a rating on itunes because it helps us get up in the rankings on itunes and get more listeners um you can review us on zoom if you like what, uh, what is that hey just stop it <laughs> um, what what is what is that? uh you can follow us all you can follow us all so on twitter the the main show feed is at trade secrets pod zoom i am is. would you shut your fucking mouth <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm your cunt. Uh, <laughs> You're thinking it. I'm saying it. At Trade Secrets Pod is the main show feed. I am at Geek Elite. Andy is at Mathtastrophe. Eddie is at Sambo Black with no C. Hey, I got two new fo- two new Twitter followers. Nice. Yes. And for the uh and for the people who <laughs> and for, for the people who aren't here, uh Anne Bean is at Anne Bean Tweets and Joel is at Superfly. It's spelled weird. Uh you can like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash trade secret pod. Cod 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 It's back again, the Cod Pass. <laughs> and if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at tradesecrets at egorific.com or you can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook and we will answer your questions, read your tweets. Uh, we love getting fan mail, so send us in stuff. Uh, again, the, the next three episodes are going to be Secret Six, Supreme Power, and Memorial. And Johnny the Homicidal Maniac will be the fourth episode after that. Uh, thank you, Andy, for coming out on a Saturday morning and Saturday joining us Saturday, Sunday morning Saturday Jesus Christ morning. Sunday morning welcome Sunday to episode 37 of <laughs> <laughs> Wonder <Woman>. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday morning for the show Eddie thanks for coming out I am Luke and we are out I'll say yeah. it